I know that you're all ready to go. Some haven't even unwrapped their presents, I hear, so they're anxious to get back. Yeah. So, uh, and then some of you are going to see family and friends uh, today, tomorrow, and the week through. And so I wanted to uh, share a real quick word with you on what to do for, at Christmas. And uh, I think it was modeled for us by the angels. What do angels do? It's a good question. What do angels do? And so uh, the first thing we need to understand is that angels were very active in the birth of Christ because angels are messengers. The Greek word for angel literally means messenger. So what do messengers for God do? Now that would apply to us, wouldn't it? You're all angels. Here, you look beautiful. You're all angels today. You're all messengers of Christ's birth, aren't you? You are messengers of this salvation. Now, angel uh, appeared to Zechariah, right? The, the husband of Elizabeth. And an angel appeared to Mary. Angel appeared to Joseph. And angels appeared to the shepherds. So messengers came. And what we want to look at real quick is what do messengers of Jesus do? And that would apply to all of us. Well, the first thing that we see that messengers of Jesus do is they uh, speak of God's plans. People need to hear that there's a plan out there. How about that? That, that there was a plan. Zechariah, there's a plan. In fact, this thing's being implemented before Messiah's being born. There's a forerunner that has to be born, and that's what he told Zechariah. There's a plan here. Mary's going to get pregnant, but first your wife Elizabeth. And he said, what you talking about? I don't know. And, and he didn't believe and, and then the angel said, you know what, enough of that talk. And he put duct tape on his mouth. And he couldn't talk till that baby was born. Now some of you are praying for that, for some of your relatives, but we'll leave that alone. That's God's business, not yours. But see, there's a plan. And a lot of people don't realize there's a plan. God has a plan. He went to Zechariah, told of the plan. He went to Mary and told the plan. And as the plan unfolded, Joseph got nervous. And he needed some information that this was a God plan, all right? That, this, that, that what's in Mary is of God. And so there was a plan. And then they went to the angels went to the shepherds and said, there's a plan here. In the city of David is born unto you this day a Savior. There's a plan. A plan that even said the government's going to be on his shoulders. There's a plan that this birth is going to take us into the resurrection, the death, burial, resurrection, the forgiveness of sins, a church age to where Christ is then going to return, rule and reign his government on the earth, and then he's going to rule and reign for all of eternity. There's a plan here. Some of us get so caught up in the devil's plans. We spend more time saying, well, the Antichrist is coming and it's just going to get worse and there's this terrible destruction and evil is going to be on the land and it's going to be, oh. Would you, somebody be a messenger of Jesus and say, there's a plan here and it's going to be good. Right? So number one, the world needs hope. They need to know there is a plan in place. Jesus did not abandon this plan. It is not being delayed. He's not slow in his promises, nor is he slack in his promises. Everything's right on time. And when this train hits the station, ain't no stopping it. It's a freight train coming, right? And people are going to go, we didn't have enough time. Oh, yeah, you did. But we need to be like the angels, God's messengers. Tell them there is a plan in place. And then secondly, when we need to share this plan with all your family and friends, God's got a plan for your life. The second thing the angels did is they became very personal. 
they came to Zechariah and they spoke to him. And he was kind of freaked out and he fell on the floor. When an angel appears to you, you get scared. And he said, you know what? Fear not. The messengers were personal. They cared about how they were feeling. They interacted with them. When the angel came to Mary, and Mary said, how can this be? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never known a man. How can this be? The angel took the time to express himself. Tell him. Then angel appeared unto Joseph in a dream. Now, Joseph was pretty upset. He was going to put her away. But the angel said, Joe, come on. This is of God. So messengers of God need to be personal. Sometimes we spit out verses and we spit the plan of salvation. Oh, there's a plan. And we talk it out as if it's on a card or a, a thing. And we say, do this, say that, you know, repeat these words and you're good. How personal is that, though? Meet them where they're at. There's a lot of people who are afraid right now. Tell them God's got a plan for your life and you know what? He cares about you personally. God cares if you're afraid. Don't be afraid. And ask them questions. What are you afraid of? What do you need to consider? See, a messenger of God carries the message of God. She therefore carries the heart of God. And so the angels were very personal to comfort. But I also like this. They encouraged by faith. They spoke faith into people's lives. People who have no faith, guess what they need? There you go. And you've got it. Give them faith. Right when the angel came to Mary and said, Mary... God is going to put the seed in you, and you are going to be with child. How can this be? How can this be? And what did the angel do? He gave her faith. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. How many of you needed to hear that word in a particular time in your life? Maybe you were already saved, but you still needed some word of encouragement. I don't care how many years you've been saved, how many mountains you've cast into the sea through strong faith, how many people you've risen from the dead, laid hands on the sick. There comes a time in everyone's life where they need to hear once again, nothing's impossible with God. You can do this thing. Hang in there. Hold on. So we as a people, or messengers of God, messengers of Christ's birth and Christ's coming, we need to give a plan. Let people know they're in the plan of God, they're in the will of God if they would come to Him right now. Comfort them where they're at and give them faith. Be encouraged. I trust, trust me, your life will change. Doesn't mean it's going to get easy, but it's going to get better. It's going to go deeper, right? And it's going to go deep into the heart of God. And then, I love what the angels, the messengers of God did. They explained salvation. They explained it to the people. He said, Mary, see the, Gabriel came to Mary and said, Mary, I want you to call his name Jehovah's salvation, which is Yahshua. I want you to call his name Joshua. In the Greek, it's Jesus. And he says, the reason I want you to call him that name is because he's going to save his people from their sins. He explained the reason that Jesus came. He didn't say, well, he's the Messiah that's going to save you from the Roman occupation, or he's going to set up a political government, or he's going to do this or this. He said he's going to save his people from their sins. And that was the mission of Christ, to deliver us from sin so that we could then have the indwelling Holy Spirit and be in covenant with God. And so explain it to people so that they can understand. A lot of times we get people to say this. You'll be saved if you say this or if you do these things. 
And they don't know what that means. You know, they don't know. I'm a sinner. I guess I'm a sinner. Who's not a sinner? We're all sinners. What does it mean to be a sinner? That you've fallen short of what God's expectation is. That you have offended a holy God by the choices and the decisions you've made that are so selfishly based. You want me to say that to people? I would help them because you know what? They'll agree. They'll agree. But help them understand what happens and why Christ died. People see Jesus on a cross all the time. No one can figure out what's he doing up there. Right? Why is he hanging on a cross? Why did he get beat up and put on a cross? What's the big deal with that? Why all this talk of blood? Explain it. That's what messengers do. They comfort the person. They encourage them with faith. And they say, look, this is why. Can I help you understand it? Jesus died for our sins. Our sin separates us from God. Christ born of a virgin. I mean, Christmas is the best time to talk about it. Christ born of a virgin. Therefore, his blood was not tainted with sin of Adam. And so he lived a perfect life. He could fulfill God's holiness. And he took all of the world's sin upon himself. My sin, your sin, upon his life so that God would pour out our judgment on Jesus so that you and I would exchange the position. Christ took our judgment and sin and we took his right relationship with the Father. And now he put his spirit in us. That's what I'm talking about. Who doesn't want it? Hmm? Come on, who wants this thing? See, so messengers of God explain salvation And in the middle of that, you know what? Whenever you're talking about God, a good messenger of the Lord can't help but just worship Him. Right in the middle of what you're trying to do, the angels burst forth and went, Glory to God in the highest. You read book uh, Paul, read the epistles of Paul, and he'll start explaining some deep theological things, and then he'll just put in, he'll just put in a praise be to God Almighty, the Lord our God, Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. He just, just can't help himself. You imagine he's in prison writing and there's a guard next to him and he keeps hearing this scratching of a pen. Right? And then all of a sudden he hears, Glory to God in the highest. Oh, glory to God. He can't help himself. A messenger of God can't help it. But share the love of God and at the same time have life in you. Right? This isn't another notch on your belt. Get me another guy into the kingdom. This is sharing the love of God got to share it with a a zeal and a caring for that person and an enjoyment let them see your love and your adoration for a king worship comes from the old word worth ship worth w-o-r-t-h worth ship to ascribe worth when i explain jesus to someone i want them to know how valuable he is to me He's worthy. And that's what the angels did, the messengers of God. They had to stop and bust out in song. I'm not saying that's, you know, don't do a... They'll think you're kind of odd if you just break down and go, oh! So, you know, it's the heart of it. Now here's another interesting thing that all the angels did. There's another time that the angels showed up uh, to Joseph, and uh, it was after the wise men, and And uh, the angels showed up to Joseph again in a dream and said, hey, listen, there's trouble ahead. You're going to have to move out of here and go down to Egypt because Herod's on the move. A messenger of God also warns of the future. 
Because the minute, how many of you remember this? The minute you accept Jesus, a warfare begins. We forget to tell people that when they accept Christ, they've just crossed the line. And they came out of a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light, but that kingdom of darkness is really ticked. And it's not going to be easy because once you've allowed the Spirit of God's holiness into your life, He will begin turning over the money changers in your body, in your temple. He'll begin to wreak havoc. He'll begin to heal. He'll begin to mend. And you need to warn them, right? Because they'll accept Jesus. This is great. I'm saved. I'm going to have eternal life. And then a week later, this stinks. What's going on with my life? Everything's going haywire. A good messenger of God will mentor them through that difficult period. Amen? And that's what messengers of God do. They warn of what is to come. Now, we accept Christ, but I want to warn you. I want to let you know you have eternal life, but it might get difficult. And there are going to be things that God's going to show you in yourself that you're going to be broken over. But rejoice, that means you're a saved person because God is cleansing you in righteousness. Amen? Amen. Now, let me just help you along here. One last thing, and I'll be done. Messengers of God, angels of God, these are the things that we do when we share the love of God. One, we tell them that there is a plan. God has a plan in store, and because I'm talking to you, you're part of that plan. Set them in the plan of God. Put them in the story. Just because you happen to tell someone. Everybody in this place today has now been set in the story of God. Your mother, your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your fr- uh, what a boyfriend dragged you here today. Ha ha ha, guess what? You're in the plan of God. There's a plan for you. It's eternal. It's amazing. It's awesome. You just stepped into this thing. There's a plan for your life. Secondly, can I comfort you to know that God has His eyes on you? He knows what hurts. He knows what you're lacking. He knows what you need. He cares about you. So have faith. Have faith. Be encouraged. You can trust in God. And God is forever faithful. He gave His only Son. By giving His only Son, He paid the price for your salvation, which is eternal. And I want to tell you, God is glorious. And when you begin to understand the meaning of God, you understand the meaning of life, you'll understand who you are in it. So rejoice in that. But i got to tell you, it might be tough. But anything that's valuable takes work. And let it be of value in your life. So those are the things that the angels do. They give God's plan, God's comfort, God's faith, explain salvation, worship His majesty, and warn of trouble. But could I close it with this? You're not alone. When you're going to be sharing this with your family and your friends and your relatives, remember the birth of Jesus. It wasn't just the angels. But God puts all sorts of signs and witnesses out there accompanying this. In fact, you could be sure that if you were speaking to someone, you could even ask them, have you been thinking about this lately? Have you been seeing this a little more often? Because remember, there was a star in the sky. Not just angels talking, but God put something in creation that said, hey, look at me. And so creation illuminates people's minds. The people you're talking to, something's been tugging on them. You're not the only witness, so have confidence. There might be a star in the sky, something in creation that God is showing you. Secondly, there were other people seeking him. 
How many of you remember when you were seeking the Lord, you bumped into a few other people that were, yeah, well, I'm kind of interested in God too. Remember the wise men? They were on a journey too. They didn't know what they were looking for. But they were finding their way to Jesus. When you're sharing this gospel with other people, guess what? There are other people that they know that are seeking God as well. And that will begin to click with them. And how many of you know that they checked the scriptures? There is history. There is prophecy that proofs, uh, gives proof and evidence that there is a God. We have scripture as another witness. Help them, take them to the scripture and show them how prophecy's been fulfilled. Show them how the virgin shall give birth. Show them how Bethlehem was called out as the prophets. Show them the evidence in scripture. You've got more than just being a messenger. You've got creation, the stars. You've got other seekers, the wise men. You've got the word of God, which is scripture. And last of all, there are other believers, prophets, inspired people, Simeon and Anna, who confirmed what God had done. These people that you're witnessing to, tell them, you know what, in another week or two, you can have confidence in this. Say, you know what, in another week or two, I'm pretty sure you're going to run into another believer and he's going to tell you about Jesus because that's how God operates. There'll be a Simeon or there'll be an Anna somewhere in the next couple weeks. See, when you begin to witness with the confidence that I am doing something in God's will and in God's plan, it's not just a simple, uh, 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 what is that? What, uh, darn. What do you call it? Here's a great illustration, John. Help me out. What do you, pinball. It's not a pinball machine. Thank you. It's not a pinball shoot where the ball might go. You're in a plan of God. How many of you know that right now, today, you're destined to talk to particular people and God's got a plan for them? Now, if you believe that, your confidence to witness goes up, doesn't it? Have confidence and tell them. You know what? Look at creation. There's a star out there for you. Look at Wiseman. There's other people round about you seeking him. Check the Word of God out. Isn't it interesting you've been interested in what the Word says? And by the way, you're probably going to meet a few other believers that are going to confirm what I've just told you. Now, is that confidence or what? So be a messenger of God, an angel of the Lord. Be used by God. Amen? Amen. Now, let me conclude with this. An invitation. I would love to invite someone this morning to accept Jesus as their Savior. Is there anyone here today that has never confirmed or really concluded, I know Jesus and I want him as my Savior? I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm here to enjoy and celebrate with you. Is, th is there anybody, if you'd like to stand, we'd love to confirm you into the kingdom of God. Anybody never accept Jesus that you'd like to accept him? You really want to confirm it? I'd love to do that for you. I'd love to do that with you. All right? Anybody? All right.